Greetings, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and I want to welcome you to my new Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways podcast series. We have been overwhelmed with the responses that people have shared from listening to these messages on my SiriusXM show over the years. Those listeners, and they're sharing my show with their network, telling people about it, telling their family members, their friends, and their coworkers about this show and the impact it's having on their lives. That's the main reason that this show is now number one for self-help in America, and I'm very grateful. Yet, we realize that many people do not have satellite radio and therefore could not experience for themselves the message. They could not get it for themselves. So we are now sharing these messages with everyone via this new podcast. Enjoy it and share it with your network. And let's help even more people to do more, be more, and achieve more. Tell everybody so that they can live a Wealthy Ways life as well. Welcome to the new Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways podcast. And remember, your best is yet to come. Named one of the outstanding five speakers in the world. Inducted into the Speaker Hall of Fame. Award-winning singer. Best-selling author. And now, here's Willie Jolly. That's right, it only takes a minute to change your life. That's right, the minute you make a decision to move in a new direction is the minute you change your life. You might not reach your destination in a minute, but you certainly can change your direction in a minute. Hello, everybody. This is Willie Jolly coming to you, living large, excited about life, and doing all I can to make the most of every minute that I have. And I hope you are, too. I'm excited about a show today that's going to impact you in an incredible way. And if you will just take out a pen and a piece of paper right now. I'm giving you a a tip right now. Just take out a piece of paper and a pen because you're going to get some information that's going to help you become wealthy. I'm telling you, you're going to help you become wealthy. But you've got to not only write it, but then 
Use it. Move on it. Live it. And so I'm very excited about my guest. You know, before I get to the guest, I want to take a moment to give God glory, to thank him for life, strength, health, another opportunity to do what I do, another opportunity to be up in the land of the living. I'm grateful for every day. I hope you have an attitude of gratitude about every day. And no matter what you're going through, whether you're struggling with a health challenge, whether you've lost your home, your job, your your marriage is struggling, you, you, you've got issues in your life, your kids are driving you crazy, whatever. Before you focus on the negatives and all the challenges, I want you to start to take a moment to say thank you and be grateful for what you do have. You've got the fact that you're still here. How do I know? Because you're listening to this show. You're still here. And you still got an opportunity to turn it around. And so I encourage you to have an attitude of gratitude and make the most of each and every minute. Well, my guest today is a friend. Uh, I've been wanting to get him on the show for a while, and particularly now that we are in the new show with the, the I call it the A-listers show, because we're bringing A-listers. Uh, we're bringing only A-listers on this show, and uh, I'm focused on it. And hopefully, by the way, I hope all of you are on my newsletter, because at the, at the uh, end of the interview every week, I go back to my office, and I take some of the pearls that I have uh, gained in that interview and put them in a newsletter. We send them out around the world to everybody to say, get this book, get this product, listen more about this speaker or this person. And so if you're not on my uh, in, uh, on my newsletter list, you're missing an opportunity. So go to willyjolly.com. And as soon as you get on the uh, website, there should be a drop down box with a picture of me and Bob Johnson. And if you will put your ne- name and your email address and then you'll get the interview I did with Bob Johnson and you'll be able to get these free uh, newsletters once a week on how to become more wealthy. I mean, it's free, so you better take advantage of it. My guest today, let me tell you a little more about him. He's a best-selling author, inspirational speaker, a radio show host for many years called with a, t- uh, f- a show called Flames of Truth, where he encouraged listeners to believe in themselves, take action to su- create successful lives. He's experienced many successes as well as failures, and he teaches with a sincerity of someone who has lived out what he writes and talks about. He is the creator of a book series that is off the chain. It's called the Top 10 Distinctions Book Series. There are a number of books in this series, and and they're published by major publishers and are uh, selling like crazy around the world. He has spoken all over, giving his presentations. He just told me offline that he just finished doing an event with T.D. Jakes at Bill Winston's church in Chicago. And he has been told by many people, including moi, how these books have impacted his life. I read certain books uh, over and over again because I, 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 every time I read them, I, I grow from, of course, the Bible, because every time I read it, I learn something different and different. I grow. I, I, my consciousness is heavier, greater. I read Think and Grow Rich uh, all over and over again by Napoleon Hill and by Dennis Kimbrough. I read um, uh, The Magic of Thinking Big over and over again, and I read some Augmentino books over and over again, because every time I read them, I get new insights. And I read the Top Ten Distinctions books over and over again. And the one we're going to talk about today is called the top 10 distinctions between millionaires and the middle class. And the author is my friend, Keith Cameron Smith. Keith, are you there, my friend? 
Hey, Willie, I'm here. I've, your your voice is fading in and out on me a little bit, so it's kind of hard to hear you. I don't know if your producer can turn you up, but that would help. All right. We're, we're trying to make sure we get a little bit more more volume because we want you to hear me, and we want our folks to be able to hear what you are saying. Well, <laughs> Sounds good, buddy. Uh, uh, Keith, I gave them the kind of... Uh, uh, you know, thumbnail sketch about Keith Cameron Smith. I know that you've had a furniture company and you've been an entrepreneur and you've uh, played golf and I mean, you've done a lot of things. I gave you the quick and dirty, but, you know, why don't you tell us a little more about Keith Cameron Smith and what your philosophy of life is? Well, you know, that's a good question. Um, my philosophy of life, I'd, I'd say that I am a student of a successful life. I used to say that I'm a student of success, but people would get that confused with thinking it was all about money, and it's not. Although money's a very important aspect of it, you know, I, I look at people, and I know you do this too, Willie, that, that, you know, that are 20, 30 years older than me that have created great successes in their life, not just financially, but with their family and everything else. And I've you know, modeled some of their behaviors, adopted some of their philosophies into my own personal ideas and uh, the things that affect my thinking. And, you know, I, I see myself, yes, as a teacher of success principles, but more than that, as a student of a successful life. And I like to share the things that I learned. So that's why I did a radio show for a number of years. Uh, that's why I've, I've written these books, and I'm now continuing to develop the series, because I think each of us have a, a responsibility to share the things that make a positive difference in our life. So that's why I do what I do with the traveling and teaching, speaking at different events and seminars, and also writing these books. Wow. Now, you have uh, been writing these books, and they've, they've just gone over the top crazy around the world about success. And the one that I think got you started uh, well into the process was the top 10 distinctions between millionaires and the middle class. And this is profound. In fact, uh, uh, Dennis Kimbrough was on just a few weeks ago. He has a new book out. And he said that, uh, the, the, and I'll kind of use this as a jump off point for you because so many of your principles uh, align up with this, that uh, poor people keep score on, from cars and clothes. Middle class people keep score from degrees and titles. And... Wealthy people, they have cars, clothes, titles, degrees, but they keep score by their net worth. And that was profound. And you have just done it in a step by step piece. So I'm just going to kind of let you go. We're going to we're going to jump through this and start with the 10 distinctions of middle, uh, millionaires versus the middle class. And number distinction number 10 is millionaires think long term. The middle class think short term. Yeah, and in that distinction, Willie, I, I break society down into five groups of people. And they are the very poor, the poor, the middle class, the rich, and the very rich. And each group of people thinks very differently about money. For example, very poor people think day to day. Poor people think week to week. And middle class people, most of you can guess now, middle class people think month to month. And then rich people think year to year. And very rich people think decade to decade. This is also where you get into generational thinking. And in these five groups of people, I break society down, uh, or the five groups that I break society down into, there's three primary goals. The primary goal that I see in very poor and poor people is survival, where I, I just want to survive. If I could just survive, I'll be okay. I'm just, just looking to survive. And then the primary goal for poor people is comfort. You know, I just want to be comfortable. I just want to have enough for me and mine. I, I'm just looking to be comfortable. But then when you look into the rich and very rich mentality, you find a much different goal, a much more inspiring goal, a much bigger goal, and that is the goal of freedom. 
And this is very important because, you know, the old saying, seeking you will find, is very true. And if you think about seeking you will find in these five groups of people, if you seek to survive, you will. If you seek to be comfortable, you will be. But if you seek freedom, you will find it. But the understanding that most people need to adopt is that it just takes longer to create freedom in your life than it does to create survival or comfort. You can create survival or comfort just thinking day-to-day, week-to-week, or month-to-month. But if you're going to create freedom in your life, especially financial freedom, you absolutely must start thinking year-to-year and decade-to-decade. So two of the keys I've shared with you is, one, just stretch your thinking further into the future, and then make sure that number two is make sure your primary goal in life is freedom, not comfort or survival. It's okay to have a plan for survival. It's okay to have a plan for comfort. But you want to make sure that most of your thoughts and words and actions are working towards freedom, more and more freedom in your life. Wow. Make sure you're trying to get freedom. And folks, that is is critically important because if you listen to this show often, you know, I always talk about the fact that wealth gives you options and it gives you options in health care, gives you options in uh, education and gives you options where you're going to live, gives you options in how you're going to live into the future. It gives you options for your legacy. And you want to have that kind of freedom so that you can start to call your shots and you can start to live the life you've always thought about dreamed of it takes a mindset and so that's why i think this 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 first distinction is so profound millionaires think long term they think it into the future the middle class think short term and then poor people think day to day or or hour to hour sometimes so we want you to start thinking long term where do you want to be in five years one of the things I read in here that many of the uh, wealthy people you knew uh, you have interviewed and you talked to they have 10 and 20 year business plans they have 10 and 20 year life plans so that's exciting distinction number nine and we're going to, well, before I do that, let me do this before, because we're getting ready to take a break. And before okay. we get into uh, distinction number nine, real quick, in, in about 30 seconds, just tell me why I kind of gave an overview. Why is it important to be wealthy? Well, Willie, I mean, the word you're using is an important word. It's, you know, it's the, using the word getting rich, that's so shallow and that's so superficial. But the word wealth is a much deeper word, a much more powerful, powerful word. And, you know, it's important to be wealthy because you were created to be wealthy, for Mm. one. It's part of your purpose in life. And if you're not seeking to be a wealthy person, you're probably going to be unsatisfied or unfulfilled with the life that you're living. So if you want to live a a life of, you know, strong significance and fulfillment, you've got to set wealth as one of your goals, as one of your main goals. Wow, I love that. We're going to take a quick break. We are listening to my friend Keith. Cameron Smith. As soon as I come back, I'm going to tell you where you can get some of his books and some of his products. Keith Cameron Smith. And you're listening on the Willie Jolly Wealthy Way Show across America. And for sure, the best is yet to come. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and if you're enjoying this information you're hearing on this podcast, I want to invite you to get even more great information on my new free gift page on my website. Go to wjspeaks.com and hit the All Access badge. On that page, you will find information and resources specifically designed to help you to have greater success. Free ebooks, music, 
all sorts of interesting and informational interviews for my XM show. I'm telling you, this is a great page. And why do I do it? Because I've learned that the more we give, the more we get. And the more we help other people to grow and go to the next level, the more we receive in our business. So we want to help you. Tell your friends about it. Go to Facebook and get my information. Go to my website. Get my free resources. And get on wjspeaks.com and hit that all access badge. It looks like a backstage pass. Click it. You'll get behind the scenes information to the special page to help you grow. All we want in return, all we ask is that you pass it on because the more you give, the more you get. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. Have a great day. Jolly Across America on the Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways Show. And the music you're listening to at the end of every segment and the beginning of every segment is from my Wealthy Ways Music and Motivation product. And I want you to go to my website, uh, get some of the music, go to williejolly.com slash free. williejolly.com slash free. You'll get actual free access to some ebooks, articles, um, materials, music, and uh, you can get excerpts from some of the music. Also, I want to encourage you to go to my Facebook page, uh, Willie Jolly on Facebook. Every day we send you a free motivational message from my radio show on WHUR Radio FM in Washington, D.C., where we've been on for 10 years with my Daily Motivational Minute. And uh, soon you'll be seeing it on national television with my Daily uh, Live Better with Willie Jolly Minute. But you can actually get your daily message, every day, an audio message on Facebook, WillieJolly.com. I mean, Facebook, uh, my Willie Jolly Facebook page. All right. Now, let's get uh, get back with Keith Cameron Smith. He is written, for those who are just joining us, Keith Cameron Smith is a best-selling author. He's a success teacher, a wealth-building teacher. He is uh, the author of the series called The Top Ten Distinctions. And there are a number of books that he has written called The Top Ten. 10 distinctions between winners and whiners, the top 10 distinctions between relationships and religion, the top 10 distinctions between the employees and the entrepreneurs. I, I mean, it just, he is, he's 
he's just brilliant at how he does this. And I can tell you, this is one of the best books you will ever read on wealth building. I'm just telling you, the top 10 distinctions of millionaires and middle class, one of the best books you will ever read on wealth building. So uh, I want people to go get it. I want you to get it. I have given it out to, to hundreds of my friends and they all come back and say the same thing. Wow, that book changed my life. Uh, Keith, where can they get the book? Uh, probably the best place is Amazon.com or uh, BarnesandNoble.com, but also your local bookstore should have it as well. Okay, great. And you have a website? Yeah, KeithCameronSmith.com will give you more information about me and some of the other books in the series. All right, great. And people can also uh, find out how they can get you to come and speak at their event, at their church, at their group, or whatever, correct? Right. All right. Now, uh, real quick, I, I kind of had a foray into it. Uh, you, you all also share in the book some of the ways that you were an entrepreneur, and I love that. We'll talk about that more, but uh, are you still? do you still have the store, or are you just doing speaking full-time now? Well, you know, it, it, I'm in a season of transition right now where I'm deciding to go more full-time in speaking because the, the demand is there. Uh, and I actually still do own a furniture company right now that is up for sale. I've got a couple people looking at it. I've got one that I think is real serious. So, you know, it, it's, it's just like I said, you know, life is full of seasons, and so is your financial life. And, you know, the, the season of my furniture company, although I've had a furniture store on and off for 15 years, uh, I think I'm about to sell it and go full-time into being an author and a speaker. And, you know, I'm excited about that. It's a... It's a it's a good time for me. Well, you got great content. I'm telling you, folks, this stuff is so good. I told him offline, uh, we only got an hour, but we could, I could, I could spend in this millionaires to uh, millionaires and middle class book. I could spend five hours in here. Let's jump back in because I, I want to get to these these distinctions because people are going to be blessed by them. Millionaires talk. No, distinction number nine. Millionaires talk about ideas. The middle class talk about things and other people. Well, you know, Willie, in that distinction, there's a, a couple of things I mentioned that people will recognize, or a couple of statements, old sayings, but they, they have a deeper truth in them than most people realize. And one of them is simply that the, the power of life and death is in your tongue. Mm. A lot of people know that, a lot of people quote that, uh, but how many people actually pay attention to their conversation? You know, I tell people all the time, if you want to see where you're going to be two or three years from now, just listen to your own conversation, because you're creating it with the words that you're sharing and the words that you're, you're talking so, you know, I think it's the book of James that says your tongue is like a rudder of a ship. Right. It determines what direction you're headed in life. Mm. So, you know, it's important to talk about ideas because ideas are the most powerful force in the universe. You know, we think we talk about money and money is power. And, well, there's some truth to that. But, you know, ideas are even more powerful than money. And with the right idea and then talking about that idea and taking action on that idea, you can create a whole bunch of money. So, you know, it's important to spend your time or invest your time thinking about good, positive, you know, profit-producing ideas and, and talking about them and taking action towards them. Ideas are extremely powerful. And so I just ask your listeners to, to think about it for a minute. What have you been talking about? Mm. You know, there's an old saying that there's three types of people. People who say, or people who think, um, or people who make things happen. Sorry, Willie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> people who make things happen, those who watch things happen, and those who say, what happened? That's right. And, you know, so you know, people who are saying, who are making things happen are people who are talking about ideas and taking action on good, positive ideas. And so what are you doing? Are you talking about things? Are you talking about people? Or are you talking about ideas? I mean, most of you listening, you can be honest with yourself and say, man, I have created some pain and problems in my life with my own conversation. But you can also say, hey, you know what? I've blessed some people with my conversation. I've created some good situations and good moments in my life through the power of my words. So, you know, the point of that distinction is just to become more aware of how powerful your words really are. 
Absolutely. Folks, we cannot talk about this enough because I hang around people who talk about ideas. Les Brown says, OQP, only quality people. And you want to be around people who are talking about ideas. The people I hang around, and Keith and I have a, a common friend and mentor, uh, Nito Cobain. And I, 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 I just can't imagine. I've never been around Nito when he's talking about people. He's talking about ideas. He's talking about possibilities. He's, he's a multi-multi-millionaire, and we both go and visit with him and learn from him and he talks about ideas and the people in my mastermind we talk about ideas we don't have time to talk about people Uh, that's a waste of time and yet we live in a society where people are now focusing their energies on spending time in front of a television watching reality TV TV with a lot of drama where people just drama filled nothing of any wealth building in there no ideas if it's not about ideas to create wealth you need to turn it off can i say that again amen so <laughs> all right number let's go to number 8 number 8 millionaires embrace change the middle class is threatened by change yeah willie when i teach that one around the country i always start with the question do people like change mm-hmm. and almost everyone in the audience will say no and then I say, well, the, do people like positive change? And then everybody in the audience says, yes. And then I ask, well, why did you say no the first time? And the answer is because people assume that change is going to be negative. And one of the points I make is that it's always a mistake to assume the negative. If you're going to assume something, you might as well assume the positive. And, you know, when change happens to you, whether it's, you know, something that you don't like, you don't want it, you know, I just, in my own life, have learned to look for the hidden benefit. You know, why is this coming into my life? And a question I ask myself, a question Nito asks, a question I'm sure that you ask, um, Willie, is that how can I use this? Mm-hmm. When change is presented to you, ask a question, how can I use this? Or how can I profit from this? Or just, you know, the old simple question is what can I learn from this? When you resist change, like most people do, you waste time, you waste energy, and you waste money. <laughs> right. I'm talking from my own experience, man. I have wasted a lot of time, energy, and money resisting change you know, over the years. But now when I see change coming, I start asking myself, what can I learn from this? How can I use this? How can I profit from this? And that's how you embrace change by looking at it from that perspective. Absolutely. Well, you know, I think everybody who listens, hopefully you know that I write books about change. It only takes a minute to change your life. A setback is a set up for a comeback, turn setbacks into greenbacks. And all of these are based on the fact that stuff happens in life. Change comes your way, whether you like it or not. And so you have three choices. You can resist it, stand in front of it and resist it. You can watch it go by or you can get on board. And learn from it, experience it. And if you're wise, you'll start to not only look at it and experience it and go through it, but you will drive it. <laughs> you'll start to drive it. And that's the, that's the secret to success. Well, you did, I love that one. Uh, I love this little quote in here. You said, uh, resisting change is like an eagle not wanting to leave the warmth and comfort of his nest. Eventually, Mama Eagle starts changing the warm and comfortable environment by removing her nice, soft, down feathers from the nest. Before you know it, sharp sticks and twigs are poking the eaglet. Why are you doing this to me, Mama? He screams. Mama Eagle says, because it's time for you to learn how to fly. Change is life's way of teaching you how to fly. The next time you ask, why is this happening to me? Remember Mama Eagle's answer to her baby. That's powerful, man. I love that. I love that. Well, distinction number seven millionaires take calculated risk. 
the middle class is afraid to take risks. This is a big one, folks. Take out your pen, paper, pencils, because this is a huge one, and this one will change your life. Go ahead, Brother Keith. Yeah, this one's huge. It's extremely important, however you want to say it, but you you got to learn to take risk. And, you know, Willie, you mentioned our mentor, Nito. One of the things I learned from him is that risk is opportunity. And what he taught us was that if you try to take risk out of your life, you're taking opportunity out of your life. And what I write in there is that middle-class people are afraid to take risks, so they allow different fears. There's lots of different fears. There's three of them I write about in there, and that's the fear of failure, the fear of rejection, and the fear of loss. But if you allow those three fears, one of them or all of them, to keep you from taking risk, then you're allowing them to keep you from opportunity. I look at failure and rejection and loss as three of life's great teachers. They're kind of like change. When failure, rejection, or loss happens, hey, what can I learn from this? How can I use this? But, you know, failures happened to all of us before. We've all been rejected before. We've all lost some money before. And chances are it's all going to happen again in the future. It's just part of life. It's how we learn and grow. So don't let the fear of, of anything keep you from taking advantage of good opportunity. Don't let your fears keep you from taking risks. And one of the ways you do that is by increasing your knowledge. You know, a calculated risk to me means you increase your knowledge and you consider the consequences of failing before you take action. Well, I like to teach that knowledge is light and fear is darkness. And if you'll increase your knowledge, you can shine the light of that knowledge into the darkness of your fears and your fears start to disappear. You can see where you are and you can see where you want to go and you can see how to get there. So increasing your knowledge is a, is the primary way to take a calculated risk. Woo, I love that. Folks, did you get that? Oh, boy, that was powerful. That was profound. Increase your knowledge because knowledge is light and fear is darkness. And when you get more knowledge, you can shine the light of knowledge on your fear, the darkness of fear, and you will start to see new things and opportunities that you didn't see before. Also, that all risk is opportunity. And when you take risk out of your life, you take opportunity out of your life. And so that is exactly what you have to do. You have to keep realizing risk. Now, if you're you're a constant listener to my show, you know that I and Keith, he has it in his book. I have it in my books. We have a formula that Nito Cobain has taught both of us uh, in our sessions there. You ask yourself uh, some questions. What's the best that can happen? What's the worst that can happen? What's the most likely thing to happen? Are you willing to live with the worst to get to the best? It is a great formula for calculating risk. What's the best? What's the worst? What's the most likely? And are you willing to live with the worst to get to the best? My son uses it now every day. He says, Dad, it changed my life. We're going to take a quick station identification, and then we're coming back with Keith Cameron Smith because we got more distinctions that will help you become wealthy. H-U-R Voices, Sirius XM, Channel 141, entertainment and information from Howard University. And we're back. Well, we are talking to Keith Cameron Smith, and we're talking about the 10 distinctions, the top 10 distinctions between the millionaires and the middle class. And that one about risk is so profound, and and it is true. I mean, you just got to play to win, folks. Don't play to lose. Oh, one thing that uh, you, you had in the beginning, I don't want to uh, jump past it because you, you talk about it, and, and it's something that I thought was uh, very important, was the fact that when you when you're going to do something big, you got to think big, you got to act big, you got to pursue 
uh, your dreams big, and you got to talk about your possibilities and talk about your future and look for opportunities that are all around you. And that risk sometimes means you got to look for new ways to use your your experiences to grow yourself. And you you talk about it all the time that you've got to grow through the problems and the challenges and not just go through them. So that leads me to distinction number six. Millionaires continually, continually learn and grow. The middle class think learning ended with school. Pow! Wow! That's jumping that. Well, you know, in that one I use a classic question. I kind of, kind of change the numbers. Jim Rohn used to teach this for years, uh, but the you know, times have changed so the numbers have gotten bigger. But the question is this. Why do homes that cost over a million dollars have a library and homes that only cost $100,000 don't have a library. Mm-hmm. You know, do you think that's a coincidence? You know, absolutely not. You know, you've heard the old saying, leaders are readers. Well, it's true. You know, most wealthy people are reading a book a week or at least you know, perusing one good book a week and extracting some good ideas. They're keeping their mind expanding. They're, they're growing their, their, their knowledge, their, their database. Or they're just continually learning and growing. And in that distinction, I make the point to continually learn and grow in every area of life, your spiritual life, your emotional life, your mental life, your physical life, and your financial life. You know, read books about your relationship with God. Read books about how to be in good relationships with people. You know, read books about the power of your mind. You know, Willie, it amazes me that a lot of people don't understand the power of their thoughts or how their brain works. Uh, you know, I've read quite a few books on that. And you know, just the simple thing of choosing your thoughts instead of allowing your mind to react to everything that goes into it. You know, consciously choose what you're putting in your mind and consciously choose what you're holding in your mind on a consistent basis. It's a, it, it'll transform your life. But, you know, read books about the power of your mind, read books about health and fitness, and read books about getting wealthy. Read books about becoming financially free. But if you read books about every area of life, that helps keep you in balance. Because, Willie, I, I hope you've never made this mistake, but I know I have. I, I went after the money, and I read books on money, went to seminars on money, and I made a bunch of money. But I almost lost my family. Mm. And, you know, I know millionaires today that they would gladly, man, I th- I'm thinking of a guy right now, he's going through a divorce, and he would gladly give all of his money back if he could just put his family back together. Mm, absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, continually learn and grow in every area of life so that you keep things in a, in a good perspective and, and keep them in balance. Man, I love that. You know, I tell people uh, the same thing, that you are juggling a lot of balls in life, folks. You're juggling a lot of balls. And and you, you're juggling family ball, health ball, uh, spiritual ball, work ball, community ball, uh, uh, activities ball, entertainment ball. You, all these balls are in your mind. You ju- Now, here's the thing. All the balls are rubber except the family ball. That's glass. So you got to keep your eye on that family ball. That family ball, you got to take time and make sure you keep that family ball up in the air and working. Now, something I loved in this in this chapter, you say you start with books and then you go to seminars. He said very clearly he spent over uh, he has spent over $100,000 on his own personal education. And I know that's true because we've been to some of the same seminars <laughs> <laughs> that might cost 10 or 12 grand to attend. And so if you see him every year this or we see each other a number of times, we know that we've spent over time $100,000 on uh, personal development. My library, my, my home is full of books, and I know the same is true. And I, and, and, and I know that you have to put in, but you have a distinction here that I thought was good. Um, he, it said, uh, 
A week long, a weekend long wealth building event I attended cost twelve thousand five hundred. One of the millionaires there say he gained one piece of knowledge that will be worth an additional ten million dollars when he applied it to his current business. Is it worth twelve thousand five hundred to gain the knowledge that could increase your income by ten million dollars? Hmm. Of course it is. Of course it is. Of course it is. So I want people to, to invest in books, audios, uh, programs that will help you. I want you to go to KeithCameronSmith.com. Get some of his audios. If you're serious, if you're serious about success, get some of his audios. Go to my website, WillieJolly.com. Get some of my audios. Go to the people you hear every week on here. Get Les Brown, Nito Cobain. Go, Nito Cobain is both of our mentors. We're going to give him a shout out right now. Go to his website, Nito, N-I-D-O, Cubain, Q-U-B-E-I-N, Dot com. Get some of his audios. Look, learn from those who are already doing it and make a difference. Now, let's go on to distinction number five. Millionaires work for profits. The mil- middle class work for wages. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's so simple, but it's so powerful. And the way I say it at the uh, live speeches I give is that po- profits are powerful wages are weak. Mm. Um, There's nothing wrong about working for wages. Most of us have done it. A lot of people are still doing it. Uh, But here's the problem with wages. Your income can only go up a little bit over a very long period of time. But when you start learning to earn profits, your income can go up dramatically in a much shorter amount of time. That's why I say profits are powerful, wages are weak. If you want to become financially free, I believe you absolutely must learn to do something where you are earning profits, not just working a job, earning wages. Because chances are, if you're only working for wages, you'll probably never become financially free. Some people might achieve that, but it's less than 1% of the population who becomes truly financially free just working for wages. Every multimillionaire I know is in some type of business, some type of sales where they are learning, where they have learned to earn profits. Mm. This one, folks, was it, 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 it speaks to so many people who I know that understand or need to understand how they can start to look for profits. And, and let me focus. I want to say to everybody, you all can have a profit-centered business and should. You should have some profit-centered business. You might make cakes on the weekend. The cake might cost you to make $10. You can sell it for $20 or $30. Uh, you might uh, have some uh, knitting or something that costs you just time and, and resources, maybe $8 a make, but you can sell it for $100. I mean, look for ways that you you can make more money from your your efforts as well as your skills. And everybody who's listening has some skill sets, has some intellectual capital, something that they can start to use as a value-added proposition in their business lives. So I'm encouraging you to all think about this and look for possibilities. Distinction number four, millionaires believe they must be generous. The middle class believes it can't afford to give. Mm. How much time before we got before the next break, Willie? Yeah, how much time, Steve? we got four <laughs> minutes. Okay, go ahead. Four minutes. All right, let me tell a quick short story in four minutes out of that distinction. There are several of them in there, and all of them are, are, are pretty powerful. But one time in my hometown here, I was driving down the road 
Uh, it was cold outside. It was raining. And it had just gotten dark, and I saw this young lady walking down the side of the road. And, you know, my heart went out to her, so I pulled around, drove back around next to her, and, and asked, asked her if she needed a ride. Now, you know, I'm not in the habit of picking up women off the side of the road, <laughs> right. but I just felt bad for her. You can understand. Yep. So she accepted, and she got in, the, in my truck, and I asked her where she was going. She told me. I said, okay. And I started driving, and it was quiet for a few seconds, and then she said, can I touch you? I had picked up a prostitute. Wow. And I just kind of laughed a little bit. I said, no, 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 no. You can't touch me. And then she got scared. She said, you're a cop, aren't you? I knew it. You're a cop. I said, no, I'm not a cop. You just can't touch me. And she looked at me kind of strange and said, well, if you're not a cop, then why can't I touch you? And I showed her the ring on my finger, same ring that's on my finger right now, and said, well, it's because I'm a very happily married man. And she said, well, Lo, I'm sorry. Look, you, you can just let me out right here. Anywhere is fine. I said, no, that's okay. You know, forgive me for prying, but, you know, what makes you feel like you've got to do this to make money? And she looked at me. Her head dropped. Her tone of voice dropped, and I knew she was telling me the truth. She said, I have two small kids at home, and I have no food for them in the morning. I had to do something to get food for my babies. My mom's at home watching, watching them for me right now. You know, and at that point, well, you know, my heart broke. Yes, and I think I have the freedom on your radio show to say this. That, yep. You know, I think one of the secrets of life is to allow God to break your heart with the things that break his. Mm. And my heart broke in that moment, and I, I fought back tears. And even when I tell the story, sometimes I, I get emotional about it. But I, I looked at her and I said, well, hey, can, can I take you to a local grocery store and get some food for you and your kids? And she looked at me kind of strange and said, yeah, that'd be okay. So we went to a local Winn-Dixie. She put some milk and bread in the cart and said, okay, that's good. Let's go. I said, oh, come on now. You've got to have more than milk and bread. How about some cereal or some lunch meat and some peanut butter jelly? And I kept adding a few things to the cart. And uh, we, I went and checked out. And, you know, I spent just over 40 bucks on her. To, her. to me, it was no big deal. But to her, it was the world. She's like, thank you. Thank you so much. No one's ever done anything like this for me. I said, that's okay. Just tell me where you live, and I'll take you home. So I took her home. It's a small trailer park in my hometown. I drove up to the last trailer in the park. And when I did, a, a woman stepped into the door, and this young lady, she might have been 19, maybe, maybe 20 years old, jumped out of my truck and said, Mom, Mom, you won't believe it. I met this guy, and he went and bought his groceries. Now the kids can have milk in the morning. And he loves his wife, let me tell you. Wow. <laughs> and the mama stepped out in the rain and looked me right in the eyes and said, Are you an angel? Now, everybody, they can take it or leave it, but I personally believe Mama was probably at home praying for that girl to be protected that night. Right. And who knows what might have happened to her had I not decided to pick her up and just be generous and show some generosity. You know, I believe in giving to you know, your church or giving to nonprofits and such, but I also believe in just being obedient to that little voice inside that says, bless that person. Give that person a $20 bill. Give that person a $100 bill. And just, you know, giving away money. And here's the great thing about this, Willie. When you practice generosity, it cultivates an abundance mentality. That's right. We, we That's didn't right. talk about that much That's right. Distinction 10, but part of Distinction 10 is that scarcity mentality versus an abundance mentality. And being generous, practicing generosity, it helps cultivate an abundance mentality. Woo, man, folks, I, I got to take a break. We got to come back on this because this is huge. You want to get more, you got to think bigger. And the way to do that is stop thinking lack and stop thinking uh, that there's, there's not enough, but there's enough abundance to start to practice generosity. And you'll, you'll, you'll develop a abundance mentality. You're listening to Willie Jolly with my guest, Keith Cameron Smith. we got a few more distinctions. We'll be right back after this break because we've got more to come. And for sure, the best is yet to Afraid come. Of flying. I always get my dreams on the ground. Life had enough ups and downs. 
Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and for years I've told people that in order to have a greater life, it starts by having greater individual days. If you have a great day and you repeat that great day seven times, you've had a great week. And you repeat that week four times, you've had a greater month. And then repeat that month 12 times, you've had a greater year and you're on your way to a greater life. And it starts with that individual day. I recommend you start each day with something powerful. I call it the pure, the powerful, and the positive. Rather than starting your day with bad news, how many people got killed or how many children got snatched or how many fires there were, I recommend you start your day with something to inspire and empower and encourage you to make this day a great day. We're excited to announce the start of Jolly TV on my Facebook page. Go to Willie Jolly, Willie.Jolly on Facebook. Just go to Willie.Jolly on Facebook and get ready for a great day and a great life. Have a great day on purpose. Well, we're back. This is Willie Jolly, and I hope you are enjoying this interview as much as I am. Make sure, make sure, make sure that you go to my website and sign up for my newsletter so you can get the points that I pull out of these interviews that I send to my readers around the world and tell them where they can also uh, learn if they don't have XM, uh, where they can learn about my guests. Uh, this one was just so powerful. He said something I want to make sure I, I, I take a moment about. I uh, set some goals every year. I set goals and my number one goal every year is my giving goal. I set a giving goal. And after I set my giving goal, I set my uh, uh, getting goal because I can't give if I don't get. And I, after setting my giving and my getting goal, I set my doing goal. What must I do to get so I can give? And then I set my being goal. What must I become? What kind of person must I be? What kind of skill sets must I develop? How must I grow myself so I can uh, do more, so I can get more, so I can give more? That is something I've been doing for a number of years. And I, I, I really hit my giving goal because I make it so big that I but I certainly do shoot for it and I try and give more every year and I, I want to encourage you the people who uh, are millionaires the people we hang around with Keith and I both are some of the greatest and biggest givers I have ever met they teach us about giving and how to give and give without any expectation of anything returned because they know that the scripture is true as you give so shall it be given unto you, pressed down, shaken together, overflowing. And they don't do it to do it, forget, because they understand that it's just a natural part of the formula that you just give. And then you get, get in, in return. Well, distinction number three, millionaires have multiple sources of income. The middle class have only one or two. Let's go to work. Multiple sources of income versus only having one or two. Usually, if somebody has one or two sources of income, it's just a job. And I, like millions of other people, I've had my season of working just two, of working two jobs and being exhausted and still not having enough money. Um, you know, that's what I used to think about, hey, I'm, I got this job. I'm not making enough. I need to make more, so I'm going to go get another job. And I thought about that for a lot of, a lot of my years, up, up until I was about 30 years old, actually. 
but when I was 30, I got around Nito and some other cool people and read some books and went to some seminars, and I, I increased my knowledge, and I started thinking differently. And those, that thinking differently produced many <laughs> great different results in my life. And one of them was to produce multiple sources of income through building teams or through having companies or businesses or you know profit centers that I did not personally have to put all my time into. If you're going to have multiple sources of income, you have to focus on residual or passive income, which means you don't put all your time and money or time and energy into it. You absolutely do have to put some time and some energy into it. I don't know if there's anything truly truly passive, you know, at least it doesn't produce a whole lot of profit. Um, but you do, you do want to have some freedom so that after you get this plate spinning, you can go make this plate spin like the old Chinese acrobat. Right. But you know, if you're into something right now or you have a business, don't take your eyes off that business to go start another business until you really get a good fire built up, until a good fire is going under it. And when you do and you're making money and you have a little more time freedom, then go invest some of that time into your next endeavor. But here's one of the keys, and this Nito shared this with us too, Willie, is that. You know, the, his old uh, teaching on intentional congruence. Right. That if you're going to have another source of income, make sure that it's intentionally congruent, which means it's intentionally connected to the first source so that the customers you've already created can become customers of the second business that you're creating. Or the second business you're creating, the customers that you're going to attract to that, that they could also become customers to that first business that you have. When you focus on building businesses and creating, you know, passive, you know, or well, this is really the next distinction, number two, but, you know, assets that produce passive income, then, you know, the day will, t- will come when you are totally financially free. But you get out of that old mentality that, hey, I need to make more money. I'm going to go get another job. Right. That's like fishing with two poles in the water, and you might catch extra fish with two poles in the water, but intentional congruence and building businesses or profit centers that support each other is like building a net. And who's going to catch more fish? person fishing with one or two poles or the person fishing with a net well you know, we're comparing fish to dollars and if you want to catch more fish if you want to make more money learn to build yourself a net and there's more in the in the distinction about that but i know we want to get on to number two and number one. Woo, man but that 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 is huge though man who catches more fish two poles or people with a net I tell you, folks, people with a net, get you a net, start working on your net, your intentional congruence. And what that really means is you start working on different things that work within your sphere of excitement and interest and and uh, enthusiasm and start adding them so there's money coming in. My mama had multiple streams of income. That's where I learned about it. She was a school teacher, but she liked network marketing. So she had a, a World Book Encyclopedia. She had Shackley. She had uh, Diamite. She had different network marketing. And she would make sure everybody everyone had uh, money coming in and we rented out the basement of our, our home and so she would have multiple streams of income coming in my dad had passed away and she said i've got to put my boys through school and so i'm saying to you folks start thinking of ways that you can create passive income and there is a way and then how you can create most multiple streams of income number two number two this one is uh one millionaires focus on increasing their net worth The middle class focus on increasing its paychecks. Mm. Yeah, and when you focus on increasing your paycheck, here's why I think that's really risky. Because when your paycheck goes up, so does your taxes. And you Mm. have no say-so in that. The government makes your employer take it out before you ever see it. In in a lot of ways, the government is the big bully on the playground, and they are going to take your milk money whether you like it or not. (laughs) That's, That's if you're just working for a paycheck. But if you learn to increase your net worth with assets that produce passive income, 
Like I said a minute ago, the day will come when you are totally financially free. There's more in the book there. There's other good books in the library and in the bookstores about this. But you must focus on your net worth. What are your assets minus your liabilities? What do you own that's worth money, and what do you owe money for? When you deduct your, uh, when you look at your assets and minus your liabilities, whatever that number is, that's your net worth. And you want to focus on increasing that number and especially increasing it with assets that produce passive income. Uh, also, Willie, on your paycheck, another reason I think that's really risky is because when your paycheck goes up, so does your dependency on someone else. Mm. And someone else can always come in and say, I'm sorry, your position has been eliminated. Mm. So, you know, nothing wrong about working for a paycheck, but you want to spend more time and energy and money focused on your net worth than your paycheck. Goes back to what we said at the beginning, folks, that poor people think about cars and clothes, middle class degrees and titles, and wealthy people think about their net worth. They keep score as a matter of their net worth. And I think it's important. So what I want to encourage every Everybody to do what my wife and I did. Uh, we do often now. We do it more often, and we're teaching our son to do it. Take time out. Take an afternoon, a Sunday afternoon, or, or a time when you're not busy as you're you're running around crazy or something, and you sit at the dinner table or the kitchen table or wherever you are. Take out your 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 all your assets, whatever they may be. If they're limited, that's okay. And look at your liabilities versus your assets, and say, okay, here's what our net worth is. Calculate. There's even free things online to give you ways to calculate your net worth. You can enter all this stuff in and you get your net worth and then say, okay, our goal this year is to grow that net worth, that bottom line net worth. That's that's something I want to encourage everybody to do. All right. So we did a distinction number one, number one, number one, number one. Whoo, millionaires ask themselves empowering questions. Middle-class people ask themselves disempowering questions. Yeah, Willie, and one of the you know, questions I asked, or two questions I asked just to give an example of this, is what's more empowering, to ask, how can I get enough money to pay the bills this month, or to ask, how can I double my income this year? What's mm-hmm. more empowering, number one or number two? Well, obviously number two, but a lot of people don't think about the questions that are going on inside their own heart and mind. You know, a lot of times people are co- totally unconscious of their internal dialogue. And if you're going to be successful in life, you must learn to not only become conscious of, but then also control the internal dialogue. And a lot of times that internal dialogue where you're talking to yourself is just questions that you're asking yourself. You know, another example is what's more empowering to say, you know, how can I get my boss to give me a raise or to ask, how can I make a million dollars a year doing something I enjoy doing? Mm. What's more empowering, number one or number two? Well, number two. So learn to ask yourself bigger questions, more empowering questions, questions that force you to go out and learn new things so that you can create new things in your life. Um, there's, there's three questions for the be, do, have philosophy that I talk about in the book or I write about in the book. And, Willie, you know the be, do, have philosophy. Yep. Says, you know, the be is who I am. It, it determines what I do. And what I do determines what I have. Be, yes. do, have. Some people have this backwards. They look at what they have, and they say, well, that's what I have, so that limits me to what I can do. And then what I do, that's kind of who I am. Well, I think that's backwards. But if you look at it and say who I am, like I am a successful person. And then that, so I, since I'm a successful person, I do what successful people do, and I have what successful people have. But if you ask yourself what, why, and how for be, do, and have, and actually take the time to answer these questions from your heart and write them down on paper, it'll increase your vision. Like, what kind of person do I want to be? Why do I want to be that kind of person? How can I become that kind of person? And then what do I want to do? 
Why do I want to do it? How can I do it? And then what do I want to have? Why do I want to have it? And how can I create it? I promise you, if you'll answer those nine empowering questions from your heart, write down your answers to those, it'll increase your vision. And most everyone listening, you've heard the old saying that without vision, people perish. But I'm here to tell you that with vision, people flourish. So if you want to stop perishing and start flourishing, you must get a clearer, more vivid vision for your life. And the clearer you can get it, the clearer you can make it, the more likely it is that you will make it happen. Wow. Folks, Keith Cameron Smith. Go to KeithCameronSmith.com or go to Amazon. Get his books, The Top Ten Distinctions Between Millionaires and the Middle Class, The Top Ten Distinctions Between Winners and Winers, The Top Ten, 101 Distinctions Between Success and Failures. Uh, I mean, there's so many of them that you can get the whole series. They'll bless you. They're little quick reads, and they will change your life. Keith Cameron Smith, thank you for being on with me, my friend. Appreciate it, Will. It's good to be with you. Thank you. All the best. And to your wife and your and beautiful four children. Folks, y'all, y'all remember to tune in next week for more success and wealth building. Go to my website, sign up for my newsletter, send me a note, and let me know what you thought of today's message and how we can continue to help you grow, and we'll do all we can. God bless you. Remember that your best is yet to come. Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and people often ask, how did I go from a broke, busted nightclub singer to become a best-selling author and to be voted one of the outstanding five speakers in the world by the 175,000 members of Toastmasters International? The answer is that I decided to invest and change my thinking, invest in my mindset, and decided to change my inputs because inputs determine outputs. I heard about a seminar years ago when I was just getting started. I was making about $100 a speech. And I heard this seminar that was creating millionaires, and it cost $10,000, but the guy was getting results. I didn't have that kind of money, but I decided to borrow it because I learned that there's a price for success, the price of college, the price of going to school, the price of education. There's a price for success, and then there's a cost for not paying the price, the cost of staying the same. And that cost is greater than the price. It's too expensive. And so I went, and it changed my life, and I came back and quickly made $100,000. I heard a similar story from Dr. Dave Martin, how he went to a success rally, heard a speaker who inspired him. He and his friend said, wow, that's changed my life. The speaker had a package of materials to help build wealth. The package cost $1,500, and that was all the money Dr. Dave had to his name. Dr. Dave's friend asked, do you think this stuff is worth it? Dr. Dave thought for a moment. He said, I don't know. I don't know if it's worth it. But I do know that I'm worth it. I'm worth it. He invested that money in that package and used the materials to grow his thinking. He grew his mindset. He shared how that $1,500 investment has gone on to generate millions in revenues. He's a multimillionaire. And he has homes now in Arizona and Florida. I want to say to you, it's time to invest in you. I want to give you some materials that will help you grow you. Grow your mindset. Grow your future. Grow your finances. Go to WJSpeaks.com dot com slash billionaire 
wjspeaks.com slash billionaire to get some materials that will inspire your success and will help you find that there's a price for success, but there's a cost for not paying the price. And the cost is always greater than the price. Go to wjspeaks.com slash billionaire and get the bag, the box, or any of the materials there and keep growing your wealth. And remember, as a man thinketh, so as he is, and your best is yet to come. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.